Welcome to The Business Strategist, the show that gives business owners and entrepreneurs game-changing business strategies that can be used in scaling and transforming a business. Sharing deep dive conversations with industry experts, thought leaders and clients, facing real challenges and uphill struggles. Brought to you by business strategist, former elite athlete, international speaker and best-selling author, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Business Strategist this week with myself, uh, Adam Strong. Super pumped, super excited about being with you here. And today, we're going to be talking about the five innovative ways that we are building engaged leads in our business for exponential growth. And so the reason I wanted to jump on here and explain this with you guys is purely because there's a lot of businesses and a lot of conversations that I've had, not just specifically in the past, but like recently, where they're depending on one stream of lead generation, right? And that is doom, right? It's doom and gloom because it's not reliable. Um, so what I want to do is I want to share with you guys around the five ways that we're driving leads in our business and maybe... Um, you're going to get some epiphanies. Maybe you're going to employ some of the techniques and some tactics from what we're doing into your own businesses. So let's get into the gist of, uh, let's get into the gist of today. Um, but before we do, if you're listening to me live, use the hashtag live. If you're listening to the replay, use the hashtag replay. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, I put all the podcast notes on the session below, of course. You can follow me here over on Apple, on Spotify, or any amazing podcast um, streaming platform. So let's get into today. So let's talk about leads. Um, but more importantly, let's talk about what a lead is, all right? Because I feel like there's a lot of confusion about what an actual lead is. And I'm just going to give you my definition of what a lead is. Um, so a lead is effectively someone that has an interest in you or an interest in your business. Uh, you know, they have an interest. Now, some people, now a lot of businesses really struggle on lead generation. Now, I'm going to be totally honest with you here, okay? For years, I struggled with lead generation and I'm talking years. And and I, I I know the reason why we struggled on in our with our lead generation, and it was mainly because of our brand identity, our brand messaging, et cetera, et cetera. But marketing is changing all the time, right? So what worked ten years ago doesn't work now. I can guarantee you that. What worked four years ago does not work now, or doesn't really work. Um, and it's interesting because over the last four years especially over the last four years, I've been absolutely, I suppose, obsessed with marketing and understanding marketing, but more importantly, how to increase conversations, how to, how to, how to kind of take those conversations and turn them into paying clients effectively or sales, right? So I want to kind of like share some stories, but I also want to share some techniques and tactics about how you could, what you could do to employ in your business. Now, this video is for those of you guys that are running consultancies, advisories, 
firms law, like law firms, for example, uh, agencies, anyone within professional services, because what I found in working in the professional services industry is that they depend on one source of lead generation. And you've guessed it. It is recommendations and referrals. Now, listen, I am a big fan of recommendations and referrals. In fact, one of our best clients has a business which has solely been on ref referrals and recommendations. He's built a, a quarter of a million pound business based on that. But think of that. He's used that one lead generation source to build a six-figure quarter of a million pound business, right? Think of if he employed more lead generation strategies in his business, think of what that would do to his business, right? Okay, if you can generate a quarter of a million pound from one lead generation source, it could probably five or 10x his business if he employed other lead generation sources, okay? So, so a lead is effectively someone that is interested in you or in your business, okay? Now, let, where do leads, wh where do leads come from? Now, anyone, everyone that's got one of these, a mobile phone, of course, um, and the contact details on your mobile phone, everyone will have contact details. They're all leads, okay? Whether it be friends, whether it be family, whether it be business contact, people that you've met in networking, whatever it means, they're all leads, okay? People that follow you on social media, they're a lead, okay? And most people know around 1,500 people without even kind of contemplating on it, right? So that is a lead. But what, what we want to do is we want to actually, the purpose of today's video is more specifically around not about how to generate leads, but more around how to capture engaged leads, because that is where the gold mine is. That's where the magic is created. Okay. So that's what we're going to be talking a little bit about today. And um, by the way, if you are listening to me, because I know that we've got loads of people that are listening to me here over on LinkedIn and on Facebook, of course, please say hi. I don't buy, I promise. I am on the screen, by the way. Um, and for you guys that are listening on the podcast, if anything resonates with you, right, feel free to reach out to me. And um, I'll be happy to go into this a little bit more in, in depth and detail and help you with your own lead generation techniques. So we talked about leads. We talked about the big problem, okay? Now I use uh, an analogy here, okay? And I talked a little bit about the fact that a lot of uh, professional services industries depend on one source of lead generation, right? Now, back in the days uh, around, no, yeah, around 20 years ago, actually, I was working in the health and fitness industry, right? I worked as a biomechanics coach, high performance coach, um, and helping with injuries, okay? Now, the gym that I was working at at the time, which was highly respectable, amazing gym, loved it to bits, now, the big problem was that we were depending on new member enrollment. So new members that would come in, they would get a new membership. And as part of the package, we would offer them a free personal training session, right? But also, we would depend on walking around and just talking to people, right? Building a connection. If someone was doing something incorrect, like an incorrect technique or whatever it is, we'd offer advice and support. And it was a great source of lead generation, right? It was the only source. This is where I kind of didn't need to generate 
you know, know about marketing because it was kind of given to me on the plate, right? And it's the same with a lot of people that run agencies and firms and consultancies is that referrals and recommendations are, 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 are the best source, right? If you're recommended by other people, it's 10 times more powerful than it is to go promote yourself right on social media or whatever it is. It's so much more easier when people introduce you and they champion you and they believe in you. Because if you tell someone else about it, it's, it, it, it's a great thing, right? So what I want to do is I want to share with you guys five different lead generation techniques that we're, that we're using in our business right now that's really, really working for us. And I would highly, highly recommend that you employ one or more techniques, okay? Or if you have a technique of your, of your own that you're doing, that you want to share, please post below because we're in a sharing community. We'd love to share, right? So let's jump into the first one. So the first one that is really working for us is creating organic content, all right? Now, over the last, I don't know, nine to 12 months, I've been obsessed with LinkedIn, okay? LinkedIn is such a great platform. It's where a lot of our audience hangs out. And, you know, LinkedIn is one of those platforms that's ever evolving, right? And so one of the things that I had learned, and I kind of knew it anyway, but there's this big, big debate around, um, you know, when you create content, do you go wide or do you go deep, okay? And so one of the techniques that we've been employing in our business is by going deep effectively. So one of the things that I'm absolutely obsessed with is taking a piece of content or creating a piece of content, sticking it out on LinkedIn, okay, and really being consistent on that content, right? Changing it up. So, you know, that might be repurposing it, maybe turning it into, you know, asking for people's opinions on polls, whether it be to put postings out, whether it be to, um, you know, just whether it would be our carousels or live streaming like we are right now. So it's kind of like creating different forms of content because people take information in different ways, right? So being consistent on LinkedIn, which is probably the reason why I've been awarded the top voice badge on LinkedIn, okay, because of the consistency and just kind of sharing my own voices and opinions. Um, what might work for me might not work, work, work for you. And this is the reason why we're here, right? So creating content. So one of the things that I love to employ, especially if you're really time poor, so a lot of ambitious, amb ambitious leaders that are not full-time cr content creators, I'm not, I run businesses, right? But to go deep on one particular platform and be consistent on that platform. And then once you've really learned the ropes and really kind of, um, you know, driven some great conversations and seen some massive engagement, and you can check out some great analytics, then you can move on to the next platform, all right? And then test on another platform, for example. Now, or it's entirely up to you, depend on what your resources are, you know, if, you're, if you've got good resources and uh, you've got a bit more time on your hand, you can go what we call wide, okay? What basically means is that you would take that one piece of content, okay, and you would effectively repurpose it for that particular platform, okay? Whether it be on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, um, 
whether it be on Instagram, whether it be on uh, Facebook, TikTok, whatever it might be, but effectively is to get that one piece out of co- one piece of content and to get it out onto all platforms. All right, that why that way you're throwing a bigger net and capturing a much bigger audience. Okay, and then you'll see some astronomical amounts of followings on your social media, and obviously. It takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of resources to be able to do that, but the rewards are very, very good, okay? So there is no right or wrong strategy. You either go deep or you go wide, okay? Personally, I'm a big fan of going deep and then uh, and then kind of going bigger and bigger and bigger from there, but that's just me. Anyway, so that is the first technique, is creating engaging content, all right? And I always use the analogy of I, I'm a big fan of two people in particular. I'm a big fan of Alex Hormozy and I'm a big fan of um, Russell Brunson because they harp on about the a particular technique which works really, really well, which is hook story offer. OK, now I don't put offers. What I tend to do is put out lots and lots of value. Give, 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 give. OK, and then. Maybe one in 10, I might ask, all right? But the best thing to do is to actually give in public and ask in private, okay? That's something that I've learned from Alex Hormozy, and I think it really works really, really well, okay? So if you, the more that you give, the more that the platforms love it because effectively, if you're being educational and you're being inspiring, they're going to bump your profile up. They're going to help you to set you on the stage that the education that you're giving out, the value that you're giving is of good value. They're going to help you create the impact. All right. So that's the first one. Secondly, um, is to create a waiting list. Now, first of all, I wanted to kind of um, give a big shout out to Mr. Daniel Priestley, of course, who was one of my first mentors and Steve Oddy, who created an amazing piece of software called Score App. Now, some of you have already got Score App or have already got Score App. Um, Score App is effectively a piece of software where you can create different forms of uh, waiting lists. Okay, now we actually created a waiting list back in, I don't know, we finished it in October. But it was kind of like long form copy, long form sales copy. And I wanted to employ the techniques of that into a waiting list. Now, if you are struggling to sell products, if you're bringing out a book, if you're, if you're, if you have the, um, if you want to create a new offer or if you want to uh, bring out a new program, whatever it is that you offer, advisory, consultancy, whatever it might be, okay, the best thing that you can do to employ, to, sh- to show that actually this could actually work is to have a number of customers that's willing to buy from you, okay? Let me give you some context. Have you ever been fascinated by, um, have you ever walked past next to a restaurant or past a restaurant? And it didn't matter what time of the day it was, whether it be daytime, lunchtime, evening, whatever it is, they always had a queue. I knew that restaurant, okay? I was always fascinated as to why they always had a queue of people, regardless of the time of day, right? What you want to do in your business is you want to create that same energy and environment where you've got a number of customers is to create the environment of where, of how customers actually customers and clients actually come on board you've got to create the demand okay you've got to position yourself and create that demand so create a waiting list okay and use what we call sales signals on social media and it might be that you want to use a poll for example and i don't know say for example uh, 
<laughs> say for example that you were a uh, a lawyer okay and i'll use a lawyer as an example because this is these are some of the clients that we work with and say you are an ip lawyer as an example okay and you wanted to create a offering for them and one of your quest sales signals would be is if we was to create some new content around ip and licensing would that give you would that give you some value and just create a poll around it and if you get enough yeses then guess what? You can create something for those people, okay? And then you would employ a waiting list, etc. Because there's only there might only be a certain. Normally, most of us have a capacity as to how much, how many clients or customers we can take on per year, right? Because there's only so much time in the day, right? So creating that waiting list creates demand. You've got to create the demand, create the environment create the environment uh, that creates that demand, all right? So that is my second great innovative lead generation technique that's really working for us. Um, and we've also created things like quizzes, for example. Um, and again, the quizzes are a great tool to help highlight some of the challenges and problems that our clients are facing. And then we can help them to work out a strategy to be able to help them to scale the business because that's effectively what we do is we help businesses scale all right now number three number three is podcasting now <laughs> i've been a podcaster for over three and a half years now and podcasting is the long game there's no doubt about it so for those of you that really want to enhance your public speaking skills that you want to get your message out there to a bigger audience or whatever it is. Um, one of the great ways to do that is through a podcast. All right. Now there are over just over 3 million podcasts in the world compared to the amount of people that are in the world. Okay. There is a huge opportunity to get your message out there. All right. And podcasting, we found podcasting particularly, um, fruitful now especially in the first 100 episodes or so um what you'll find is that you're finding your feet you're learning the ropes and you're trying to build up a tribe a loyal tribe a loyal following of raving fans effectively um, we've managed to build our podcast to the top glo a globally ranked podcast in the top 1.5 percent in the world now that's taken a long time, right? That's taken experimentation, it's taken whatever it is. But my advice to you guys is that if you're interested in podcasting, uh, whether it be as a guest, if you're looking to be a guest, there are loads of great directories out there. There's podmatch.com, there's guestio, there's matchmaker.fm. Get yourself on those types of directories. Get your profile out there because there are loads of podcasts looking for great people like you uh, to get their message out, all right? So these are just great ways. Now, if you're looking to create a podcast, of course, um, one of the things that we're doing with, with a few of our clients is we are helping them to launch their own podcast, all right, so they can elevate their brand. So if you're interested in learning about that, feel free to drop me a message. Um, happy to go through that with you guys. So that's number three. Number four. Probably one of my favorite techniques of lead generation is collaborations. Now, one of the the reason why collaborations is so is so uh, I suppose so fruitful is number one, 
is I'm just going to tell you about kind of what I look for in a good collaboration because, you know, I I saw a post and it was on a a business Facebook group that I'm part of, and they were sharing about a um, they were sharing about they had this massive enthusiasm about they've identified someone that could potentially be a great collaboration for them because they had access to clients that they wanted access to and vice versa. But the big problem was. <clears throat> is that it just didn't feel right. And the reason why it didn't feel right is because the other person um, was, there was a misalignment between the other person's values and your values. So when we look for good collaborations, we like to make sure that our values are aligned. So that's really important. Number two is that you've got to create a win-win situation, right? So what is the win-win situation between you and the other person? And number three, why do you want to work with them specifically? And it's not because you want to get access to their client base. That's the wrong answer. The right answer should be why genuinely do you feel like there's a great opportunity to, opportunity to collaborate? And a really great example of this is that we recently done a, a great collaboration with London Business Network. So they run a numerous networking um, networking events in London, of course. And we recently done a collaboration with them because we felt like some of our clients, um, uh, some of our clients could really help benefit through both of our expertise, but also through different diversities of different events as well. So collaborations, like what is it that you're doing to collaborate with people? And it could be people in your industry. It could be people that like, say, for example, you run an accountancy firm, right? Who could you, and it could be that your accountancy firm specializes in working with SMEs, right? So who has access to different SMEs, right? Is it, it could be banks that you want to do a collaboration with. It could be a bookkeeper that you're doing a collaboration with. It could be other business mentors. Like who could you create in terms of a power team that would help not only drive leads, but also to help provide that win-win situation. So think about it. Collaborations are just so one of my one of my all-time classic favorites and the last one that i'd like to share with you and this is again this is something that we've been doing we did this actually on an experiment a complete experiment actually and interestingly enough it's become one of my favorite ways to it's become one of my favorite ways to generate leads but more importantly the relationships and the conversations are just off the chart. And that is through networking dinners. Now, one of the things that we did last year uh, or what we started off with was like, it's especially with some of the clients that we're dealing with, which are very, can be very introverted, but we're in a relationship business. Like most of you guys that are listening in right now, you're in the relationships business because one of the things to generate leads is to build relationships first, right? Become a friend of a friend, right? So that's what you want to do. You want to be be someone's friend, okay? Listen with empathy and listen for different pain points and, and things like that. So one of the things that we did last year, is I, it was a complete experiment, by the way, is I launched a networking dinner. And the first one that we did was in Mayfair in London. So high prestigious, um, great venue. I think we had around 12 people or 10 people at the dinner. And the conversations were just off the chart. Like we literally, it was a, it was a great place for us to, you know, it was a safe space for us to be able to share 
our darkest secrets, what we're looking for, etc. But it was just a great trust building exercise. Um, and it helped people to really open up and just the value of conversations was just off the chart, as well as have fun and as well as being entertaining at the same time. It just proves so much great value. So um, like, for example, next week, um, I'm on an ad hoc basis, we actually are doing another five star Michelin star dining experience for some of our clients and for some of the audience members as well. Um, we tend to attract high net worth individuals, ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs that just want that high level of connection. This is where we do deals. This is where we facilitate deals, ladies and gents. Okay. So what are you doing in your business to help facilitate deals? How are you being a deal maker? All right. Because, um, and it is a really great um, analogy here. And there's a great example by one of my old clients as well, Mr. Stuart Johnson, who's a financial advisor and a bloody good one too. Um, he actually runs networking events outside London. Okay. In Surrey. And he put, and he creates a networking event for suppliers to be able to talk and, and have a conversation. He is effectively building, he's, he's, created that event for suppliers to be able to collaborate in business. Now, what are people going to think about that, right? They're going to see him as the go-to expert when it comes to financial advice, right? Because he has been the one that's created this. And it's within our DNA, our human DNA to reciprocate, okay? It's to reciprocate because if you add value, if you give, 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 generally, internally we want to reciprocate we want to help others so you want to be in a position where you'll give 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 okay without expecting a return of course and um and eventually what's going to happen is that they will ask you they will come to you and they will ask you all right and that's what i found is really really uh important here so you know, there are five, these are the five ways, basically, ladies and gents. L listen, I hope that this is kind of um, really helping you give you some context, give you some ideas about how you can generate some new leads or engage leads, should we say, in your business. And these are just five ways that we're, we're doing in our own business with ourselves. That's really working. So let's just summarize what we've talked about today. So number one, we talked about creating content. I spoke a lot about going dark, uh, we go deep rather than wide. So creating engaging content on a consistent daily basis. All right. Um, and that's my challenge to you guys, right? If you're not on social media, if you're not creating content on a daily basis, you're doing yourselves injustice, right? Educate and inspire your audience. All right. Okay. So that's really, really important. Secondly, create a wait list. And I mentioned Dan Priestley and Steve Oddie who created ScoreApp. And we use ScoreApp to create quizzes and to create wait lists for our programs and also to create a demand. All right. So if you, what we'll do is we'll make sure that we'll put a uh, link to uh, ScoreApp um, on our referral link. And I think um, you get like 15 days or 30 days to play around with it. It's a great piece of kit. And there's an They've also embedded some great AI in there as well to help you. So that's the second one. Third thing, podcasting. Um, podcasting is a great way to get your voice and your message out there, create some impact. But remember, 
Okay, remember it is the long game with podcasting, okay? But the great thing about podcasting is that you can repurpose your podcast and turn it into many different forms of content, whether it be video, whether it be audio, whether it be written content, blogs, transcripts, you name it, you can do it, okay? And there's some great pieces of, of, of kit out there, including things like Descript, for example, and even some hosting platforms, um, podcasting hosting platforms, where you can automatically use AI tools to help you save time, all right? So that's the third one. Fourth one, collaborations, seeking collaborations that are lot with people that align to your core values and providing a win-win environment. That was my fourth one. And my fifth one was networking dinners. All right. So um, in fact, I want to kind of give some context here because I was working in the health and well-being, corporate health and well-being industry. And one of the ways in which we did to create a networking setting is through lunch and learn sessions. Like what can you do to offer a low value? Um, well, it could be completely for free, right? but to help create an environment for your potential audience members where they're really, you're driving engagement, right? You're driving conversations, you're facilitating, you know, you're facilitating the benefit for other people, right? But at the same time, you're creating the, you're creating reciprocity, which is effectively reciprocating what, they what you know and that's within our dna that is our human dna we will want to reciprocate if you'll give 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 all right so that is a summary of today's episode i hope that you've enjoyed today um you know and for you guys that for you guys that have enjoyed today please do me a big favor reach out to me and just say hi even if you're streaming even if you're listening to me here on linkedin or on facebook of course i would love to hear from you guys what technique are you going to use? What lead generation technique are you going to use in your business? That's number one. But also, if there is a technique that you're using that no one knows about, feel free to share. Post below. I want to hear from you guys. Anyway, enough from me. Thanks so much for listening in. And uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, on the business strategist, amazing. I'd love to see you back. Uh, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Anyway, take care. Speak to you soon. Cheers out. Thanks for listening to The Business Strategist with Adam Strong. Follow Adam on LinkedIn, YouTube, and adamstrong.net. Leave a review on Apple or Spotify.